Well, good evening and welcome back to our study in the Gospel of John. Tonight we're in John chapter 16. And I got to confess, Mark, as we get into this section especially, this is where it really gets deep. And it's really important for us, in my point of view, to really try to put ourselves in the shoes of these apostles who were just probably dumbfounded uh, with everything that's been going on, totally unexpected, but yet at the same time, The Lord is going to share some very powerful lessons with them, Uh, starting with chapter 13, the washing of feet. Chapter 14, he's leaving, but going to prepare a place for them in the promise of the spirit. Chapter 15, we have that wonderful, beautiful illustration of I am the vine, you're the branches. And then now we get to chapter 16 and we're getting into the Holy Spirit. And this is really the crux of the matter. Yes, he is. um... He's building on them. He keeps saying, be not troubled, be not troubled. And here in this chapter, he says, I've been telling you things and you, I know you have sorrow filling your heart. And he's been telling them uh, not to be sorrowful. And he goes on to say, I know that you do have sorrow. So I am trying to prepare you for now. I'm going to be preparing you for when I die, I'm going to prepare you for when I'm back for a short period of time. And then I'm ultimately preparing you for when I am gone and gone forever. And I'm going to send you a helper. And so he's explaining all of these things to them. And they're getting it bit by bit. And even here he's saying, you guys, I can see you looking at each other and shaking your head. And I know what's going to happen to you here in the near future. I know. And right now I'm telling you I'm going to be gone and you're fixed on that. Yeah. We're sorry. Well, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be fixed on that? Now, if you've been with us and been following along, you know that we don't exactly go verse by verse through every chapter. We're assuming you've had the opportunity to read chapter 16. And we're just going to discuss some things that really jump out to us. Things that are pertinent as our Lord speaks to his apostles. Now, chapter 16, let's just get into it now. More than likely, he's walking with his apostles and they're just walking the streets of Jerusalem. Maybe they're near the temple. Maybe they're on the outskirts of the city. We don't know, but they're talking. They've left the upper room and they're making their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Would I say that... He's talking and they're doing a lot of listening. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> well, now it is interesting. <laughs> they do they're, say They're going to do some yeah. talking here. And he's going to say, right, yeah. let, me, let me just go ahead and answer what y'all are talking about. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, you're talking among yourselves. And I know that you're talking among yourselves. So I'll just go ahead and answer it. <laughs> it's, it's the proverbial parent who knows what's being said. That's right. And I hear you and I know That's what right. you're thinking. So he knows what they're thinking. And he knows that they're troubled. Our Lord is certainly not surprised by that. But he's going to promise them a helper. Now, I I would just like to think it might be good for us to really kind of put this in context. When Jesus is speaking now specifically about the Holy Spirit, it is certainly something that is extremely applicable to us in our walk with the Lord. But specifically now, the Lord is speaking to the disciples that he is sending the Holy Spirit on their behalf. To continue to educate them. Is that the way you take it? These four chapters and the three that are talking about the Holy Spirit are directed to the apostles. Anything that we get from that to apply to us is going to come to us secondarily through apostle teaching. Every one of the things that he's saying here, though, about the Holy Spirit are 
directed to the apostles. And remember, last week I'd ask people, and you said, well, let's make this an assignment. I see about seven things here uh, that are directed to them specifically. Sure. And we'll talk about those probably a little bit later. But they were directed to the apostles. Uh, and so when we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in and abiding in them and these kind of things, uh, yes, I believe that the Holy Spirit indwells us today. But as he indwelled them and the power he gave to them, let's understand that was to the apostles. Well, and you'll notice like verse 12 uh, is where I would begin with this thought. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. Well, what, what a powerful statement. There's, there's still a lot for you to learn. There's still a lot for you to understand, but I cannot tell you now. It's as if the Lord is saying in this physical form that I have right now and where you are right now, I can't share you all these things. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare it to you, the things that are to come. So what you see, I believe there is Jesus telling his disciples, I would love to tell you more things right now, but I can't. It, I, I don't it, think you can take it can't, right yeah, now. Right. And I think that's why he can't. They have not seen the crucifixion. Sure. They have not seen the resurrection. They have not then heard Jesus teaching to them about prophecy in hindsight after they have seen that. They have not seen the Holy Spirit coming upon them uh, on the day of Pentecost. None of those things. And if he had said all of those things to them right now, they are so bewildered in the first place. He's saying you couldn't take it. You well, just couldn't take it. And you think of the idea of trying to explain to somebody, okay, I'm going to be leaving you. We've been very close. We've been uh, intimate in our understanding and walk with one another. But I'm going to leave you, and this is going to be better for you. I mean, how do you explain that to somebody? No. It, it's going to be better. And you think about the next three days that they're going to have to deal with. Yes. Uh, the, from the crucifixion to the resurrection, it's better for you that I get arrested. It's better for you that I be put on trial falsely. It's better for you that I be scourged and crucified. It's better for you that I die. It's better for you that I leave. Well, who's going to understand That's that right. until they experience it? Until they experience it. And then they dwell on that. They have to think about that uh, for those 40 days that he's back. And again, in 14 and 16, he gives them little inklings. He says, I'm gone for you a little while, and then I'm going to be with you a little while. He had told the Jews back in chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8, I'm going to go where you can't go, yeah. and you're never going to see me you're again. Never, you're you're never going yeah. to see me again. He's giving them a little caveat here. He's saying, I'm going to go where you can't go, but oh, by the way, I'm coming back for a little while. He is telling that to the apostles. So he is trying to prepare them, and he's going to, here at the end of this chapter, I'm going to be gone. It's going to create a lot of sorrow. We've seen that. Sure, we, sure. We've, got the, we've got the men on the road to Emmaus, the two, that are just terribly despondent that he yeah. has to talk out of that. And you see that in Luke's gospel. And, and yeah. then you mm -hmm. see all of the apostles there hiding 
back in Jerusalem on the on that first day of the week, and them trying to find them, the people with the news, right. and they gather and huddle at the end of the day for the Lord to appear back to them again. And so they are sorrowful. Sure, sure. They have no joy until he presents himself to them. And now he says, you're going to have joy upon joy. <laughs> but I've got to leave. And so let's look at verse 17 here. Uh, this was kind of our Lord uh, hearing them what they're That's talking right. about and, 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 and almost being the parent. I hear what you're saying. Let me just go ahead and answer that. And it says, so some of his disciples said to one another, well, what is it that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while you will see me because I'm going to the father. And so they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? Yes. Uh, it, it's from our point of view, playing Monday morning quarterback, looking back, we know he's yes. talking about, I'm going to die. Yes. And I'm going to be gone. Yes. But then I'm coming back. Exactly right. I'm going to be gone three days. And then I'm coming back, and I am coming back to you. I am coming back to no one else specifically. Now, Paul tells us that there was up to 500 people that had seen Jesus um, after he was resurrected. Sure. But that's 500. Yours and my faith today depends upon the witnessing of these 12 apostles. And he is telling them of that importance. I'm coming back to show you I have been resurrected. And now you're going to have to convince people we see by the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about with the Holy Spirit indwelling you. You're going to have to convince people that this has happened. All right, let's get into it. Uh, so what are they going to learn from the Holy Spirit that Jesus isn't telling them now? That they will learn all things when the Holy Spirit, the friend, comes to them. And we see the Holy Spirit coming to them in Acts 2. That's right. Well, that. <laughs> that's one. <laughs> that's, that's one. And he, he says, I'm going to disclose to you what is to come through the Holy Spirit. What do we do on worship? What about the church? What is the church organized like? What does Sunday mean? What does worship service mean? What do elders mean? They have none of these things in mind right now. You, you don't even know that this is going to be an earthly kingdom. You can, or a, a heavenly kingdom that, that's going to be demonstrated on earth. You think this is going to be an earthly kingdom that we're just going to uh, overpower the Romans. You don't have any of these things in mind. I've got to bring all of that to you. And when he says to them, I'm going to guide you into all truth. I think that is the culmination of everything that the Holy Spirit And that's does. verse 13. That's yeah. verse 13. I think that's the culmination of what the Holy Spirit is going to do to these apostles. I want to guide you into all truth. So it's kind of like what Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians 11 when he's talking about the Lord's Supper, the things that the Lord shared with me. Yes. I'm sharing I'm with sharing you with what you. I was commanded. I've passed That's along. Right. And we don't see that command necessarily no. anywhere, but we know the Lord told Paul. And so when when people say, I'm just going to do what the Gospels tell me because that's Jesus talking. And I'm going to do what Jesus says. And I'm going to just do secondarily what the apostles say. You're mistaken because the, Jesus didn't give us all truth in the Gospels. We have all truth 
uh, through the apostles. So things that the apostle tells us that we never saw Jesus say to them is just as important than anything that Jesus told to us. And we have to understand that because he says here, I'm sending you a helper. He's going to He's going to present to you what I have presented to him. He's going to present to you what the Father has presented to him. He's saying nothing on his own accord. Right. It's, it's me and the Father that's directing him, and we're going to guide you into all truth. We better listen to the apostles when they speak. And he tells them, you know, they're certainly concerned. Uh, they are sorrowful. Verse 22 so also you will have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take away that joy from you. It, it, it's certainly pointing, in my opinion, to the resurrection uh, and that yes. joyous moment when they finally get it and realize the Lord. But, but the Lord also says this in, with that in mind. And in that day. You'll ask nothing of me. There's no more, no more of these questions. Uh, no more of all this uh, dumbfounded, but truly, truly, whatever you ask in the name of my, or you will ask of the Father, you will ask then in my name and he'll give it to you and you will receive what is in full. It's, it's like that idea that it's at that time you're going to get all that confidence, all that understanding that you need. It's going to come then, but now it's going to come through my name, my authority. And... <laughs> I have to take also that that joy there is when they saw the appearance of Jesus in that upper room when he came in and says, here, see my scars. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, he says, peace. Yeah. To, peace to a bunch that, of people right. who were far from and feeling he, peace he, at that moment. He comes through a door that's yeah. locked. Yeah. And there he appears to them. Well, we see that in John 20. We'll get and there, I yeah. think yeah. that he, he is saying, you have joy at that moment because I am not dead. Yeah. I have been resurrected. And so whatever I've been talking to, there is a future here. You're sure you're not sure what the future is. And if you if we see in all the Gospels, um, they didn't have much to say to Jesus after he came back. It was all listening. There yeah. wasn't much questions anymore. <laughs> you know, you've been resurrected. You've been raised from the dead. Whatever you say. <laughs> you were? Yeah. Yes. The answer's yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, no. It's a yes from here on. Exactly. But I like what he does here. I, I, it's interesting to me that he uses a woman in childbirth. Sure. There, he's talking to 11 disciples right now. We find out later that most of them are married. Mm -hmm. And so they may have witnessed this in their own uh, wives' travails, yeah. but he gives us something that's universal that women obviously know, men have heard about, and uh, women who talk to me about that, is, this is exactly correct. This is a very uncomfortable moment for there them. Is I'll put it, I will put that there, but when that child is presented to them, it's like nothing has happened. Yeah. Nothing. And, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing time. And now he has a natural thing that he can say to these men that they probably witnessed. Sure. A wife that's in travail, you prevent the, present the child to him and what happens? Everything is forgotten about the past. When I walk through that door the first time you see me, you're going to forget how bad you have felt these last three days. And then he takes them into what is something that's really kind of unusual. Our Lord describes, here's the way I've been doing things. 
I've been speaking to you in figures of speech. I'll go ahead and admit it. I've been challenging you, the vine, whatever else. I've been talking to you in figures of speech. That's going to end soon. About a year and a half of parables. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's going ended. to end. Yes. And, and you can almost see the disciples, you know, verse 29. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. No more challenging us uh, with that mindset. But but what Jesus does tell them is I'm leaving this world. I'm going to the father and I will be leaving you. And that's still going to be troubling for them. It's going to be hard for them to grasp that it's better for them that he leaves I, I wonder, and you know, correct me, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Jesus in human form has his limits. He's a man. He suffers as a man. He endures the, the challenges of a man. As a man, he can't be everywhere. Uh, he, he, he can't be into everything and in everyone's mind and, and whatever. But when he dies, that changes. And we see our Lord change. We'll see that also with his spirit being able to walk through walls. I, I, I wonder if he's speaking to them with that in mind, too. And if you think of the spirit coming and being a part of us, well, then now he can be everywhere. I, and, and he is saying to them, as I'm here, you're looking to me and you depend on me. Yeah. Your confidence is not <clears throat> where it needs to be. And... It will never be when I am here. When I leave, I'm going to send you an equal. You don't understand what that means. But I'm sending you an equal to me spiritually. And he's going to indwell you. Uh, don't make me explain or anybody else explain how he indwells uh, 12 at one time. But he's going to indwell them. Right. And... They are going to now begin to know all the things that Jesus wanted them to know. So they are empowered much beyond where they were with Jesus. And so that's not yeah, going to happen. Empowered more with yeah, the Spirit yeah, than they were this, with Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. that's going to be come. You're going to be more powerful when I'm gone. And you don't understand that. But you'll see that once you have that Spirit indwelling you. Now you'll understand. Yeah, so you have this comfort level coming back. Yes, yes no more figurative language. Yeah. And then the Lord drops this bomb. Yeah. Uh, the hour is coming, and indeed, it is here. Uh, it's interesting. John does this. You go back to the very first miracle when Jesus tells his mother, my hour has not yet come. Yeah. You see that all through John's gospel, but now it's changed. Now it's here. My hour is here. My hour has come. My hour is here. And here's the bomb he drops on the disciples. I'm talking about going and leaving you. Well, it's actually, you're going to be the ones leaving me sure. first. You will be scattered. Uh, oh, that had to hit. Uh, it, there had to be just everybody going, oh, no, no. No, 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 no. And if we were to look at the synoptics and in the other gospels, you could hear some of that verbiage in, in what they were saying. Uh, but, but, but really, wait a minute. You, you said you're leaving us and we're going to be scattered? It's no. one, one more thing that ignominy that they have to suffer. Sure. Uh, because you guys hadn't reached your depth yet. You're going to reach it a little bit later when... At a time when you are challenged, you scatter. Yeah. And I am predicting that. I'm telling you that before it even happens. 
Uh, and like you said, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they deny it. But he says, that's well, okay. And all of them. Not just Peter. Not just all Peter, all of them. And no, that's not going to happen. Uh, and guess what? It does. And so every one of them had to live with that for three days. Mm-hmm. That Friday, Saturday, and then when they finally found it out sometime Sunday, sure. uh, they lived with that. Yeah. And so they were a very despondent, sorrowful group for three days. I, I want to just close with these thoughts, and then we'll see if we answered some of our questions that were our assignment. You're going to leave me alone, says Jesus, verse 32. Yet I'm not alone. For the Father is with me. What a powerful statement. You yes. see the Lord's assurance there. He's in, if he's, he's in, even as he's, he's going to be in great anguish coming up in the garden. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Boy, if there was ever a point that was so true. <laughs> uh, in the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. The uh, apostles tell us these same words. And so as he's telling this to the apostles, we now can apply this to us because the apostles apply to this. The Lord hadn't promised us a rose garden. He's telling them here, you apostles, you're going to be cast out of your synagogues. People are going to hate you. People are going to persecute you. And I'm not telling you that that's not going to happen. And the very same thing to us today. He's not saying to us that everything is going to be peaches and cream. But he's still with us. Peace I have to give you. And that peace is whatever happens to us in tribulation. We understand, number one, that Jesus is with us. Number two, we have a better place to go. And those two things together should give a Christian... Such peace that's beyond anything man can understand. And and I think it's important to listen to exactly how our Lord said it. In me, you will have peace. Not not in the United States or in this world or in a perfect family or in a perfect environment or in a perfect church. You know? No. To me, peace is in me, your relationship with me, and take heart, I've overcome the world. Well, did we answer some of our questions? I hope we did. I hope that the Holy Spirit's going to abide in them. Sure. He's going to teach them all things. He's going to bring to remembrance those things uh, that I have said to you. And so your memory's going to be stirred. He's going to bear witness of Christ through the things that these men can accomplish, the miracles that they can perform. Uh, he's going to guide you into all truth, which I think is the most powerful of sure, these things. Sure. He's going to disclose the future. And then the last thing I have written down here, the Holy Spirit's going to glorify Christ and disclose Christ all through them. Those are the things that the Holy Spirit's going to empower them to be able to do. And we learn all of those things in these three chapters. And so if you were with us last week, that was kind of the challenge and things to think about. If you had something else on your list or some other thoughts, please reach out to us. Uh, let us know. Uh, we, we don't mind, certainly do not mind that this is a discussion not just between us. That's right. Uh, but if anybody would like to jump in, share some thoughts, we would love to hear from you. And we thank you so much for everybody who's been participating with us and commenting. 
and sharing your thoughts. Anything else you have on chapter 16? No, I think uh, we covered it. There's so much to cover. Oh, there's 16. Yeah, it's hard to do. We may have been, I don't think too superficial, but if there's things in chapter 16 you want to discuss with us, please contact us and let us know. Well, next week, chapter 17. To me, this chapter is the Lord's Prayer. If you want to give a title, that is indeed the Lord's Prayer. And so we will discuss that wonderful prayer and that chapter with you next week. Anything else you have on 16? None. Okay. Before we leave, uh, we would like to share with everyone, it's part of our family in Christ, that this coming Sunday, uh, during our 10 o'clock hour, uh, your shepherds would love to share with you just an address. We do this uh, at least annually, if not is more than that when we can, but this has certainly been an unusual time for us, but we want to get back into that. And so this Sunday, uh, we're going to speak to the congregation just like we do uh, on when we set up here on stools. They'll be a little different. It will be different. We, won't we will not be on stools. We will not be sitting down here close together. We will be going one by one up to the pulpit So we're going to maintain our social distancing and do what we should be doing. And we're going to talk about some things that uh, come with why are we making the decisions we're doing right now and as well as what we're hoping for uh, in the future, maybe near future, even giving you a kind of a medical insight with it here with uh, Dr. Lloyd and those that he's talked to. So we have a few things that we definitely want to share with everybody. This will be a part of our 10 o'clock assembly this Sunday. Uh, We will have the Lord's Supper and uh, a short talk and spend some time singing, but the elders address will take up most of our assembly time and that will be live streamed. So uh, those of you that are at home, uh, you will get to participate and, and, and be a part of the elders address as well. Anything we left out? I think that's got it. All right. Well, thank you. So very much for joining us, and we pray that these studies are enriching your mind and your heart and your soul as you walk with our Lord Jesus. God bless. Good night, brother.